the college experience elite eight recap and final four preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use the promo code March 30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code March 30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a $2,000 season long MLB contest and a $500 weekly contest. Download their app today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. Yes, it's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PixWise. Follow the PixWise Capper Contest at PixWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadeau, and more. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at pixwise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up today at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's Better Edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. This is my team, Cleese, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college experience final four elite eight recap, whatever the hell you want to say. My name is Colby swinging database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host former JMU Duke defensive back the OG. Give it up for a burrito eaten. Chicken burrito time. I'm out. <laughs> Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Oh, man. <laughs> you giving me this? I don't think I've earned this quite yet. This is amazing. The UCLA Bruins, too, oh. man, huh? That's right. This, the UCLA deserves this. The, yeah, UCLA, the Bruins. Days of fucking thunder. I wonder if they play that at Thunder Games. They I mean, should. they need to, but they're probably not. But I mean, first off, give it up for the Bruins. Last four in. I didn't think they deserve to be last four in. They they take look. You want to talk about battling adversity? I mean, these guys. Their leading scorer, Chris Smith, 
out for the season, right? Yeah. Back in January, right? Yep. Jalen Hill, their big man, gone, out for the year, right? Maybe even the I mean, I I, I don't know. He left the school, I think, too. Um uh and and then they figured some things out. Johnny Jazang, huge, huge. Uh my guy Tiger Campbell, love watching this kid play. Jules Bernard, Jamie Jacquez. Jacquez. No, what is it? One of them has, I think it's Jacquez. Jacquez, whatever the fuck. That's He's a great basketball of, player. Uh, love his Barkley game. On. And I love this team. They take down the Michigan Wolverines. Look, I mean, but look, you, you get those problems. I, 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 if you would have, you know, towards the end of the year, everyone was fading UCLA. They were losing a lot of close games because of all these players out. But you know what was going on in that locker room, Patty C. What was that? In that locker room, you know, Mick Cronin was saying, Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! You just don't turn it off, Patty C. That's right. Mick it, Cronin clearly hasn't turned it off. And you gotta love what's going on right now. I mean, this is uh this is why college basketball is the best. We got two mid majors, Gonzaga. Yes, they were the they've been number one all year. Yeah. And the Houston Cougars and Kelvin Sampson. Baylor, a team that hasn't sniffed the final four in forever. Yep. And UCLA at like a ton of championships, but has an 11 seed. And uh, it's been 13 years since they've uh, sniffed the final four, right? Yeah. And they haven't won it since 95. Yeah. So this is beautiful. And by the way, let me just add in this. Uh, I told you college basketball is peaking, right? I would say it started peaking about four years ago, but really like I felt like three years ago. But if you look back the past four years, Right. Yeah. Obviously, in 2020, we didn't get a March Madness or a Final Four. We have eight, uh, twelve of the 16 teams, or you know, we can go back to 16 as well. We can go the past five Final Fours. Um, but I do think four years, because I think five years ago was kind of chalky. Um, the past four Final Fours that we've had, because five years of college basketball, four Final Fours. If yeah. I'm just trying to make sense here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have had almost. Uh, the only repeat uh, is Gonzaga. We've had only one team been in the final four twice. And how many times has Gonzaga made it in that time frame? Twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. So the other teams, North Carolina, Oregon, South Carolina, Villanova, Michigan, Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, Virginia, Texas tech, Auburn, Michigan state, Gonzaga, UCLA, Houston, and Baylor. And you're very lucky last year got canceled for COVID because I have a strong feeling Dayton, and perhaps San Diego state would have been in that thing. Well, you know, and there's two schools that thought on this, obviously there's part of me that wants to agree with those that prefer, you know, their powerhouses to be superpowers, you know? No, no, no. Fuck. I that. mean, but listen, 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 you can't win. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're trying to tell <laughs> the smaller guys. Right. Um, I understand that argument. There is something to be said. Like it, it, it seems like a fucking crapshoot when it's all different teams every single year. You don't know, like it's not reliable who the best teams are. Although that's not necessarily true. I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor were preseason teams, one and yeah, two, yeah. you know, and they're, they're here. They are in the final four. Um, it's just that it varies from year to year, which is uh, clearly healthy. It's more fun for every other fan base in the country. So um, yeah, I it's mean the best time in my life for college basketball right now. Well, I don't get brain cold. That's the way I feel <laughs> when I watch college basketball. 
This era is a golden era. I, and, and it seems like I'm not the only one buying into this because their ratings destroying it. Patty C. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at it. They're, they're sweet 16. I'm curious to see what, what the final four did. I mean, what the final four will do and the elite eight, but their sweet 16 getting 13 million, just shy of 13 million viewers across TBS and CBS. Yeah. You compare that to the NBA finals over six games, uh, seven, what, and just a, like six, five, five months ago, six yeah, months ago. Yeah. Seven million, seven and a half million. So basically almost double basically doubling them up. Yeah. I did see uh, someone tweet uh, that NCAA fans have the like in, insatiable need to, uh, you know, put down the NBA as they, you know, compliment. Well, because NCAA. the NBA is not, I mean, because the NBA is such a, such a different, like, yeah. So it's just so much of a WWF. It's so much of a joke. Right. So counter to yeah. everything. That they never call that. traveling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. It's like, they don't ab- abide by the rules of basketball. Okay. Now I'm going to say this to you though. And I'm going to put you on a spot and I want you to fucking answer. Do this. it. Okay. You're telling me you're all in favor of this transfer shit. Give, give the power to the players, you know, yada, yada, wait, yada. Wait, hold on. Let me, let's clarify here. Yep. There's the grad transfer portal is part of this change, right? Grad transfer portal has been, I mean, it was over a thousand last year. Yeah. Right. But this year is going to be insane. Besides the grad transfer portal, it's obviously anyone. It's not even over. We've already got over a thousand people, but a lot of them aren't grads. Yeah. Some of them, everyone's allowed to transfer because of the COVID situation. Right, right, right. So it's a little different, but right. what continue. I just want to clarify. Okay. But that said the last two seasons prior to COVID were 800 and over a thousand this past year. So that trend is clearly picking up and you know, obviously COVID is going to like, like you said, amplify the numbers even more, but let's say it stays in that thousand range. There's still a, a gazillion transfers happening and it's very similar to, you know, the players uh, in the NBA wanting to necessarily go what's in a, to a place that's best for them. Why do you have a problem with N- or NBA players doing it? Not college guys. Well, well, first off, they're not super teams. You're not seeing, you're not seeing the five best players transfer to the five, to <laughs> one true. team. You know what I mean? That's true. Like if you were to take the five best players in college basketball, first off, I mean, you look at Gonzaga's three for projected first round picks. I know depending on what you read, some of them, how about this? There's three players in Gonzaga that will, that are projected to get drafted in the top two rounds. Yeah. Because I mean, really probably in the top 20 picks, but none of them are transfers. Yeah. And uh, that's what I mean. I mean, Jalen saw, I mean, some of them have stayed the course. Right. Timmy's been there a minute. You know what I mean? Like, but, but, um, I don't know that any really have, I'm You're sure right. there was a sense of recruiting, but if you were to take the top 20 players in college basketball, I actually, I how, how's her going to the national champion defending national championships was a little bit like, okay, that sucks. How'd that work out for him? <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm going to call it an anomaly, uh, due to COVID, but I do think UVA probably wouldn't have made it past the, uh, round of 32 this year. But, um, but my point is, is that if you were to take the top 25 college basketball players, first off, I, I don't even know that you, besides Gonzaga, that you would have a team, maybe Baylor, maybe Baylor with, uh, Butler and, and, uh, Teague or Butler and, and Mitchell. But, uh, even that, I mean, those guys, I mean, uh, some of those guys are transfers. Baylor is doing exactly. I mean, Maceo Teague's a UNC Asheville transfer. Yeah. This is why the sport is good. Baylor's never hasn't been to a final four in forever. This is great. And they were ahead of the curve. Uh, Davion Mitchell's an Auburn transfer uh, to Shamba to shout to show whatever is a UNLV transfer. Well, so let me, let me say this. Yeah. You are in favor of selective super teams forming 
as long as they're not a blue blood. No, I mean I, I'm in favor of the the freedom for the fucking players. Right, right. But say, say Baylor maintained this for like five years and was able to like continuously like get the best players in college basketball to kind of better. then then but, this but would be. Are they the best? I mean, this is a you. Uh, this is like Carlick Jones at Radford. Right. Um, when he went to Louisville, it was a good transfer. Uh, but I'm saying is obviously no one else was probably fucking contacting a guy at UNC Asheville. They're, they had they were terrible the years he was there also. Right. So. Uh, to me, it's like, this is creative. This was like, Hey, they went out and searched and found a guy. That's true. And it's more like regular free agency in, in pro basketball, as opposed to, well, like and he had to sit out the year all American and yeah. it wasn't a grad transfer. He had to sit out the fucking year. So right. that's normal. That's what happened since the fucking eighties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, look, my thing is the, the sport is healthier. The, I, don't, I don't know how it will be this year with everyone being allowed to transfer because it's fucking crazy right now. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm saying leading up to this, I love it because it, 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 the experience pays off. You see it in the tournament, you see. And, and one of the best things about the the college basketball tournament is that you don't, Cade Cunningham loses to an Oregon state team that might have one NBA player in Ethan Thompson. Yeah. You know, Cade Cunningham's gonna be the first pick of the draft, but the difference is, is that basketball is a team sport, man. And like, like, and that happens all across. I mean, look at Loyola's final four team. No one made the NBA. Yeah. So, I mean, that to me tells me everything right there. Experience pays off their strategy in basketball and college basketball and the NBA. It, I think everyone wants high screen and roll and shoots fucking threes. It's definitely a different wrinkle uh, that adds in. And I mean, j- just you're a huge fan of parody. You're obviously a huge fan of underdogs. You know, you're a fan of like I just smaller see- fan bases getting the opportunity to, to get shine and representation. Well, it's not even that though. With my college football argument, it's like, it's just not fair. Yeah. Right. When I watch, when you watch You're a, a fan sport of fairness, <laughs> well, you want to see it fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, well, and, and more than anything, like, uh, like, like you mentioned the nineties, uh, of what college made basketball. me a fan. Okay. Okay. Go nineties. College yeah. basketball is kind of similar to what we're seeing in the NBA or in college football now, you know, and nineties college basketball to certain fans, you know, and I think to the general public, it kind of was a golden era, a golden age, but like, you're right. If, if you weren't a fan of those teams, then you were checked out. Like I was a UVA fan back then. Then I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, but it was not worth, you know, I mean, even though UVA was good, they, they but even back then, cause college basketball sample size was so bigger. You had to, I mean, it's still better than today's college, the, the way with the 14 playoff in college football, right? It's, it's just, it's still, you still get more representation yeah. just, it, and the matchups, they're more qualified. Like, I mean, I don't know when we want to do this. I know we got to talk Gonzaga. We got to talk Houston, but I'm saying I, I was yeah. number crunching here and back to back away games in college football. Yeah. Riddle me this. Now I, I should have done every team. I mean, I did do every team, but I didn't put the numbers for every team. Yeah. Um, I didn't add it up, but I added it up for the, in five years, back to back away games in conference scheduling, right? In conference scheduling, Alabama has one. We're throwing COVID out because COVID in COVID is. Yeah. They went to a 10 game conference schedule. Uh, the big 10 had like a five game conference or certain teams had five games. No one adhered to their original. Some games are added late. So throwing out the COVID year. So from 2015 to 2020, 
right? It would still be 20, or 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So, yeah, 15 to 19. Yeah. One set of back to back games for Alabama on the road. Yes. Yeah. One. In that same time, Missouri five, Vanderbilt five, with one being a three game stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm sure I could dive into more teams. I mean, I can tell you every year. Let's just see. Let's just n- name me another team in the in the SEC. Uh, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Okay, year one, they had two sets of back to back away games within the conference. Two yeah. different sets. Right. <laughs> right. So one that's year. already more in one year than Bama has in five. Yeah. Right. And I did the math on this. I want to say it was like uh, a couple, a co- like last year. I did the math on 2019. I think it was like 93 percent or 94 percent of back-to-back way games. You lose. You lose at least one of them. Yeah, you 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 lose at least one. And I think the year yeah. before was even worse as far as the percentage, meaning higher percentage. Yeah. Um. Uh. But Ole Miss. Let's see. So they had two in in 16. They had one set in 17. So that's three they have. In 18, they had one set. And in 19, they had zero. Wait, but I didn't give you a 15. So I have to actually go check 15 because I, I. Well, and I'll say this while you're checking. Yeah. Like, obviously, that makes it more difficult. I'm encouraging Colby to uh, work with the statistician who can, like, give us. Uh, what are the. What are the. Uh, what do they call those little things? Like. When it's like a bar graph, a bar, yeah, make a bar <laughs> graph. No, when it's uh like derivative properties, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking okay, about. They did not have one in 15 standard deviations. That's what I'm looking for. You know, make, make sense of this. Like how, how uh, impactful is this actually on your Joe's winning and losing gigantic? Well, I mean, and, and, yeah. and, and how, how much would that impact your wins and losses typically by having, you know, a, a tough stretch of games or, or back-to-back row games or three back-to-back row games. And then calculate how, how has that like difference in scheduling affected the wins and losses of these teams and where would they be? And like, would that affect the conference championships? Would that affect uh, new yeah, year? Six births, a hundred fucking percent. Of course it would. Yeah. You know, uh, but we want hard numbers. Uh, yeah. You know? uh, I, it's but an evolution here, but, but you're giving me, you're giving yeah. us good numbers. Okay. Right now. Well, well, look in 15, they didn't. So 16, they had two 17. They had one. So that's three. 18, they had one. That's four. 19, they had zero. So four. Four for Ole Miss. Four in a, in a stretch where Bama only had one. Yeah. Let's hop over to the uh, the ACC. Or yeah. No, let's go Big 12 first. Okay. Let's go Big 12. Uh, since 16, and let me let me let me pull up 15 here. Let me just give you. So, but let's, let's just go through. Okay. So since 16. Where the fuck is my sheet here? 16, uh, Oklahoma, zero, 17, Oklahoma, zero, 18, Oklahoma, zero, 19, Oklahoma, zero. So let me just go back and cause 50, I uh, wasn't charting for 15 originally. Okay. So, so zero for Oklahoma through four years. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to pull up their football schedule in 2015. Okay. And let's quickly go through this here and see they did not. So zero in yeah. five years. Okay. Patty, see who wins the big 12 every year? Oklahoma. Huh? In that same stretch, Texas has one, right? One stretch of back-to-back away games. Okay. Right? Uh, it just in four years, 
or here I'll just, I'll just sixteen put, through uh sixteen. No, through I'll 19. just go because I have I have Oklahoma schedule right here. So let me just. Okay. So Iowa State did they have one in fifteen? Yes, of course they did. So five in five years for Iowa State. Yeah. Kansas. Five in five years for Kansas. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Huh? All right. Either this is a complete anomaly that just so happens to te- uh, favor the teams that are most likely to win the championship, or they're being handed uh, an easier schedule. You know, but within their conference, they're receiving preferential scheduling treatment. Yes. Uh, let me hop over to the ACC. In five years, Clemson zero away mm. games back to back in their conference. Yeah. Louisville. Five UVA five. And those are the only two I looked at. Yeah. I, every other team. I think Florida state's the only one Florida state has, I think. Yeah. In 2018. No, twice. They have it twice. Twice. It's funny. Uh, so Florida state's lost that, uh, lost that extra boost that the ACC would be tempted but to riddle give me this though. Why? I mean, look, I haven't even finished the big 12 and pa- or the big 12, the big 10 and pack 12. Yeah. But I know that they've already played more because I have only three years in. Yeah. Right. Including Ohio State, they've played more. Now I think Ohio State gets protected a little bit. Well, of course, by having one then, more. Uh, but but Big Twelve has nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but this is why the sport sucks because it, it and that, this is why I would argue all day. And look, I love college football. I'm yep. still going to be covering it. This this we're going to break down every team. I still love the actual game. Yeah. But to anyone out there that says the regular season's a playoff, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. If, if a normal team's regular season includes a tough stretch, right. And your team's regular season doesn't include a tough stretch. I mean, but then again, the same thing could be said about a group of five, you mm-hmm. know, if a group of five, uh, doesn't have two, it, what, what, what constitutes like so a two, tough stretch? two power fives, you mean? Yeah. Two, five, but the problem is, is that back. if two power fives don't schedule them, it's it's very hard for them to schedule. Maybe two top fifty teams back to back on their uh, yeah schedule. That, but that's fair. But to me, they're working with a shitty deck from the start. Um, it's true, and also the whole reason that the uh, power five teams are given preferential treatment in terms of uh, being allowed to lose a, a game and still make the playoff is because they are playing that schedule. So if you're if you're going to force the uh, group of five to have an even schedule with the power five, then you have to accept like that one loss as uh, acceptable and still consider them for the playoffs. I just want people to know though, that I, I, every other team has played multiple, right? So I can only find five teams that have played two or less so far in my studies. Right. Yeah. And that is the teams with zero Clemson, Oklahoma. Yeah. The teams with one, Texas, Alabama, the team with two Florida state, everyone else has more yeah. actually in the sec. There might be another one. I got to I got to go be back. surprised yeah. if some of the SC, other sec. Yeah, powers I think I, I wouldn't be surprised receiving some preferential treatment. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, there, there was, there was Georgia. Some yeah. LSU, I, I would not Alabama, be surprised. Or, uh, LSU, Auburn, Florida. Yeah. Well, I can tell you in 16, zero for LSU, 17, zero for LSU, 18, zero. Oh, so I think LSU won in that five-year stretch. Yeah. So there you go. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and then you, you, and you, you got and you, into it with someone on Twitter. Yeah. You know, and you say, and, and it wasn't even vulgar. I didn't tell him, Hey, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right. I just said, dude, this is this, happening. Right? right. And then he acknowledged it saying it was garbage. Yeah. 
but then saying uh, he's he, okay with it. No, but, th- but then he, this is what's great is he goes, well, he discredited the group of five by saying, well, you know, they only, I'll give you that Memphis and Houston are good wins for like a UCF or Boise sometimes will beat San Diego state or, or, you know, air force or BYU or something. And so let's just equivalent that. Cause they're probably better wins than Purdue and Illinois or, you know, Ole Miss and Kentucky. Yeah. Right. So let's give them six, six power five wins. Right. right? But they should not have the chance to play because six is not as much as the others. Right. So then I said, well, wait, wait a second here. Because the ACC and SEC only play eight. I mean, Stanford this year is playing 12, 12 power five teams. They right. have 12 games on their schedule, guys. Yeah. Right. But then I say, well, they're already yeah. at nine, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and Pac 12. Right. And then I go, but then when you add in the back to back away games, the SEC's taken, most of those teams are taking three non power five games a year, you know? So you get nine versus like a 12 at USC or Stanford. Then you have the same discrepancy that you have between a SEC team and a group of five team. That and supposedly when you add in disqualifies the group of five team. Well, and when you add in the part that he agreed with, when I said there's 90, you lose 93% of your back to back away games, excluding to, to 2009 statistics. Yeah. And why these teams haven't played back to back away games. That's not only SEC. I, I included the ACC, including big, the big 12. Right. Right. And, and he goes, yeah, you got a point. He had, admi- he admitted that that was messed up. Yeah. But then I'm saying they're not worthy either. Then clearly right. if your schedule yeah. a isn't as uh, filled with a power five teams as another conference schedule and uh, your schedule is manipulated. Like I'm not necessarily going to say that, that, eliminate you because that would eliminate a group of five that isn't able to schedule that. But you can't make that argument that your schedule has to be held to a certain standard when your schedule isn't being held to the same standard as another. School. Yeah. And that's what I caught him in. And then he just blocked me. He didn't even yeah. fucking, he, I caught him in his, his inconsistencies. Yeah. And then he just was like, fuck it. Blocked me. All right. Let's go. Boom. Okay. I know people are wondering, Hey, this is final four. This is college basketball season, but look, we like to compare it to college football. Let's do a shot for the final four. shot. Little JMO final here. four going. Woo. Uh. Mm. That is the true college experience, but why should we talk about, let me, I'm going to get people excited about the final four. All right. Why should you be excited? Gonzaga potentially Looking at an undefeated season here. This hasn't happened since the 70s. They're a, they're a mid-major. They're a mid-major that's undefeated. This is incredible. Then you got the UCLA Bruins, an 11 seed, Mick Cronin. The coaching search when they fired Steve Alford. Everyone said it was the worst coaching search of all time, but Mick Cronin said, fuck you. They lose two of their top players. They barely get in. The last four to get in, Patty C. They make that run. They make that run all the way to the final four. Then the Baylor bears and Scott drew making their first final four appearance. I think since 1974, something like that, or maybe even I, I, I forget that number off the top of my head. And then you have the Houston Cougars, Kelvin Sampson. Oh, another mid major Patty C from the AAC getting it done. This is awesome. Kelvin Sampson's second final four of all time. I would love to see the guy get a championship and really build this Houston program. They haven't been good this good since the days of Olajuwon and Drexler, Patty C, which I know Bye, you cringe. Slamma, jamma. You cringe just hearing that. I, 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 you know, you can try and make me hate the name Olajuwon. I loved Olajuwon as a kid. There is only you all one or two bitch. times in my life that I even had any kind of like 
rooting against Olajuwon. It was when he would play Robinson and when he would play Ewing. But let me tell you what, when Olajuwon was playing Shaq, there was not a bigger Olajuwon fan on mm. the face of the planet mm. than Patty C in the place to be. Impossible to hate Olajuwon. Yeah, but- he's a good guy. I mean, dude, this is fantastic. We got this matchup now, and and I'm seeing Gonzaga's a 14, 14 and a half point favorite against UCLA out the gates here. Now, Gonzaga looks like the best passing team ever, and I, I've been a, a guy fading them each week. Now, I'll say this. They got Norfolk State out the gate. Norfolk State obviously would have lost in the NIT probably first round. Um, they got Oklahoma in round two. Oklahoma's second best player, Harmon, was injured. He has since uh, gone to the NBA draft. Um, and then round three, they just destroy Creighton in a game. I thought was just horrible, horrible coaching because I thought Creighton tried to do a track meet against the team. You don't want to do a track meet <laughs> with Colby's yeah. still coming to grips and having a hard time acknowledging just how freaking good Gonzaga is. No, I do think they're amazing, but, but I I'm still confused, yeah. right? Cause even USC, why? I, and maybe it's just Gonzaga's this good. They're a, an unbelievably great passing team. Gonzaga. We, are, yeah. we, we got to correct Gonzaga. you. I'm going to be your, uh, Gonzaga, your, Gonzaga. your taskmaster. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. There you go. Uh, Get some uh, Wisconsin in there. Boise. Um, <laughs> that, then you have, uh, essentially the, like, I just, I think you have to limit the possessions. They keep like even USC who's top 10 defensively and Gonzaga whoop their ass. Patty C. <laughs> yes. Right. And call me crazy though, but why they still kind of played like fast break ball to me. USC. Yeah. Like it still was kind of a track meet game to me. Mm. Right. Yeah. It was just an ass whipping game. But is that because Gonzaga is that good at passing the ball? But I, 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 my point is, is that partially I am so intrigued at Mick Cronin getting five days to prep defensively. Cause one of the things they did against Alabama held Alabama, the 28 points in the first half. I know that over hit, but that's yeah. because UCLA went bonkers in overtime, scored 23 points in overtime. Um, but they just held Michigan to what? 23 in the first half. Yeah. Mick Cronin, Rick Pitino, former assistant, great coach, right? Yeah. And especially on the defensive side of the ball. That's his, that's his skill. Given you're not, him five you're not days, be a Cincinnati coach and come out without yeah. playing some good defense. Exactly. Giving them five days. Now I know, like I said, Gonzaga can pass the ball. There's some, some people say the best passing team they've ever seen in the NCAA tournament, but I think you can dial something up and, and against Bama. What they did is they held the ball. They, I almost, I, I feel like I have no knowledge that this was the case, but I feel like he was telling his team, Hey, we're not shooting a shot until there's five on the shot clock. Yeah. Just slow right? this bad boy down. I, I don't, I have no idea if he ever said that, yeah. but I felt like watching that, that was their strategy. Yeah. Right. And it clearly worked. Uh, they were able to get Alabama out of sync and then they made a run towards the yeah. end of the first I mean, half. Talk about yeah. uh, making Alabama a fish out of water. That, that is a, that, that team longs for a track meet. Um, and so maybe, I don't know. You're saying that other teams are, are, are you saying that Creighton just made it like, Hey, let's just run. Do you think that that's plays into Gonzaga's hands? A hundred percent. You think they want a track meet? They run and pass really well and they shoot the lights out. Yeah. You have to limit their possessions. possessions yeah. You just got to make the game. It's like a triple option team when they play. Well, yeah. why, why did, why did, why does army fuck with Oklahoma or the Citadel play? Uh, yeah, they slow the game. Bama down. close, you know, yeah. The defense doesn't get tired. Yeah. yeah. You slow the fucking game down Yeah, because clearly we know Gonzaga has 
three first round draft picks, potentially three NBA players. Yeah. UCLA. I don't know that we can say that. Right. I don't think we can say that. Yeah, probably not. Um, so I'm very intrigued at 14 and a half points. Patty C I took the points in, in USC, even though I, I, I was scared because Colorado beat USC three times, three, yeah. three and zero against USC. So I was like, man, you, I thought USC was the most fraudulent. Yeah. Uh, out of anyone in the elite eight. Right. I know they whooped Oregon and right. And I was on Oregon and I look, uh, they beat Oregon and they beat them down bad because of their, their, their lack of height. Right. It's been tough to like, I. Uh... I had problems with both of these. I thought Michigan might come out and whip UCLA. You know, I took UCLA. I took USC both to cover. Obviously one worked out well. The other didn't, but uh, I'm definitely at 14 and a half. And as well as UCLA has been playing. Yeah. I mean, talent, the discrepancy is going to be huge between uh, Gonzaga and UCLA. There's just, I don't know. That UCLA offense is working right now though. Yeah, dude. Uh, who's the guy they had? I mean, Jazang. Jazang was just killing it, getting to the hoop. Uh, and he's and got a quick first step, man. I don't have the stats from tonight pulled up. Uh, I mean, but but Tiger Campbell against Bama, who was top ten defensive team or top fifteen defensive team, he had one turnover the whole game. Yeah, I t- guard play is so fucking huge. Yeah, you have a guy that doesn't turn the ball over, you got a shot. You got a well, shot. I'll tell you what. He doesn't look as small. I know Michigan's uh, guard was five eleven, but he made made Tiger Campbell look like a respectable sized guard. And it's not like uh, uh, Jalen Suggs is a monster. He's six five, but I don't think he's going to be towering over Tiger Campbell. Suggs is so good, though, man. Watching that USC game, he's so fucking good. I mean, I'm I, I'm inclined to take the points here. I'm inclined. Yeah. L- l- I, I, USC Suggs almost got a triple double in that game. Little little Westbrook, but like not. Trash shot selection. <laughs> I, I just feel like I gotta take UCLA in the points here. All right. I know that I've lost fading well, Gonzaga every time. You can't win. All right, <laughs> but I I gotta take the fourteen and a half. This what, one's what are you tough. leaning? I, I'm I'm leaning UCLA. That's what I'm saying. And and look, I know that's a huge amount of points for a Final Four game. Yeah. And you're probably gonna feel like this afterwards. Yeah, yeah. He felt like he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out yeah, to gets me every Jerry time. Burns. <laughs> um, uh, you look at the other line. I, I believe what was it? Uh, no, first let's talk about the other teams. Okay, you get the Houston Cougars. Uh, they took down Oregon State in a wild game. They really got to Ethan Thompson, slowed him down. But what a great year! For uh for Oregon State. Nice beaver. <laughs> All right. I mean the beaver's doing it. Wayne Tinkle doing it. I'm excited to watch them next year. Yeah. Oh, that's that's another thing. And and look, I will say this. As as a fan and and with college basketball being as big it is as it is, just the opportunity to become familiar with these uh coaches and players in a in a setting that they kind of have to themselves. You know, I mean I yeah, you could say I you could do that all season long, but when there's 500 fucking games going on, it's hard to really get like familiar with these teams. But you know, we all know fucking Dabo Swinney's like what his left nut looks like by now, you know, <laughs> Clemson fans. Cause they've all sucked it, but the rest of us, cause ESPN's Woo! fucking zooming in on it every <laughs> five minutes. Anyway, my point is it's a little bit fun to like get familiar with Oregon state basketball. And then next year, like develop, yeah. be able to like, you know, yeah put that in context a little bit. And Mick Cronin, this UCLA team guys, I got news for you. They're going to be loaded next year too. Um, 
but here the Houston Cougars are. Let's talk about Houston and Kelvin Sampson getting it done. They play great defense. Now they, they let Oregon state back into the game, but they got the win. And, and I don't know. I mean, what you, what do you think the chances are? You got a Houston Baylor matchup here. The, the bears have looked great all year for the exception of like the first week back from COVID is, is just Baylor going to be too much. Well, they were definitely giving it to Arkansas early and often. So, um, that said, I think Houston is a better matchup for them. I think they can run with them. Um, I think they're uh, physical enough to hang with them. I don't think they're as skilled as uh, Baylor is. They're kind of mirror images. They don't have a lot of bigs. Yeah, they, they just have a ton of guard, good good guards that can lock up defensively. Watch out for the Cougars. I'm trying to find the line here. I I, I think I retweeted this somewhere here. Um, I want to say it was six. Let me see if I can pull this. They just don't lose a lot. Yeah, it was five Baylor minus five and a half right now. Uh, I I'm inclined to, what do you think? (laughs) 28 and three Houston at this point in the season, Baylor 26 and two, um, both of them just win, 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 uh, five and a half. You said, yeah, that's spot on, right? I'm inclined to go Baylor on that one. I'm inclined to go Houston. Are you? I no, I think I don't know. Baylor's my national champion. Actually, I got to go Baylor. Cause in my bracket, I took Baylor to beat Gonzaga. I want Houston. You, you, you guys out there know us. We're, should we, should we just bear our you know preferences out there right now? As if you guys didn't know, we're rooting for the little guy. You know? Well, no, I, I'm all over the place here because yeah. I'm in a great spot. Yeah. Because I, you know, Texas University's kind of blackmailed the Big Twelve. We know this. Yeah, and blackmailed Houston. Yeah, Houston. So it'd be great if Houston or, won the or, national or championship. Blackballed Houston. Yeah, blackmailed the yeah. uh, Big Twelve. Yeah, uh, it'd be great if Houston won. It'd be a good fuck you. Yeah. I love Shaka Smart leaving to Marquette, leaving them. But Texas Tech played in the last national championship. Yeah. If Baylor plays in this national championship, that's two out of the Big Twelve within Texas's conference. All right. And and the fact that Houston's in the Final Four, and the fact Baylor hasn't, or I'm sorry, Texas hasn't won a tournament game in in seven years. Uh, SMU, Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian over Texas, by the way, um, all have wins in that realm, in that, in that run. You yeah. know what I mean? So even a and M a and M got to a sweet 16. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that, I mean, obviously we're going to root against the teams that have all the advantages, uh, but not necessarily, you know, you can be classy and have all the advantages, but Texas clearly like, you know, completely. Wasn't it uh, this past off season? They said that there was one vote cast as to whether the big 12 would play football. And it was from Texas. <laughs> that tells you what you need to know about fucking, I don't know if that's true. Uh, that that yeah, was, was reported at the that time. That was a tweet. I think. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, yeah. we take uh, all of this. People yeah. could probably refute that like in one second, but that's what I heard. It, maybe it was just someone being funny, but the fact is Texas, like, completely fucking holds the cards in the big 12 and everyone knows it. Yeah. You know? And with the longhorn network, everything. So obviously I think I'm in a good spot there. Yeah. And I, I, my bracket has Baylor winning it all. So I guess I want Baylor. No, I think I want Houston. It's got Drew's a likable dude. Yeah. What he d- has done there is a pretty epic. I'm in a win-win spot. All of the coaches are pretty likable. I'm in a win-win spot. Like I think I want Houston, but obviously I like this Baylor team. Yeah. I would like them to get, to get a national championship. Gonzaga, I would love for them to get a national championship because it's long overdue. Yeah. They've, they've been the Boise state of college basketball for the past yeah. 30 years. It's almost the yeah. exact opposite of college football. It's like, do I want Ohio state to win? No, I don't. Do I want Notre Dame to win? I know you don't. Yeah. Uh, 
Alabama and Clemson, it's ultimate. No like, yeah, we're fucked here either way. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. Cause even UCLA, who's got a shit ton of national championships. Right. Uh, if your blue blood quote, quote, hasn't won a national championship in 26 years, yeah. then the sports well, and the fact that everyone ridiculed the hiring of Mick Cronin and, and the hiring process of Mick, Mick Cronin. Yeah. Their top two play or two of their top three players yeah. out. I mean, battling it lost their top recruit to the G league, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it, it, everything, everything this team has gone through and the, the, the fact that they played in the play in game. Patty, see, I've made this argument all the time, and I know we're we're football based. We love football and basketball. Uh, I'm loving my. I'm growing into this basketball thing more. You know, it's the best. It is the fucking best. It, it, it's yeah. been fun. It's been fun to like get familiar with the the coaches, the programs, and you know, obviously watch the tournament play out with some actual surprises and a lot of passion. Yeah, I, it's definitely growing. The more familiar I become with the the characters involved in the process, who who couldn't fall in love with it. You know, and and it's it's it's. I mean, I, I, we can we compare it to college football all, all the time, and, and rightfully so because we love both. Yeah. I like I shit on college football all the time, but you know damn well on on uh, week zero when UTEP plays New Mexico State, I'm gonna watch every fucking snap. All right, all right. Just so the fans know. All right, all right. All right? I, I I still love I'll be the glued sport, to the TV but all I, fucking. I'm fall. frustrated because I love it so much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like having that son that's fucking up forever. Yeah. You don't just ditch him, right? You complain about it to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, anyway, what man. I'm curious about too. Okay. Sweet 16. What would be the equivalent to the sweet 16 in college football? As far as like, you know, viewership at this point, I don't even think maybe some of the new year six, but I would say the new year six is what there's 12 teams in there. That's halfway between the elite eight and the new year's and, and some of those are semifinal games that are playoffs. Uh, this, uh, sweet 16. Are we talking ratings? What are we talking? Yeah. TV okay. ratings, oh, yeah. right. It's close to like some of these fringe, like, you know, Outback citrus bowl, whatever type of games, you know, that people don't give a fuck about. They don't give a, a, a rat's yeah. ass about. I could care. I mean, it's only gambling fans, right? <laughs> yeah. Or fans of that fucking yeah, school yeah. that like, I mean, see football their is just so great for gambling that it's always going to have the, uh, yeah, you're going to watch it for edge. that, but you could tell that obviously the ratings support the idea that, okay, I don't, I would assume I'm not 100% sure that the ratings are down for like the citrus bowl and shit, but the fact that more and more players, but the fact are, that the top players aren't playing yeah, yeah. are not inclined to play. It just, the, the sweet 16 is a way better product than, uh, yeah. than the citrus bowl. Yeah, I mean, Oral Roberts almost made a three. I mean, I thought it was down. When yeah. I saw him release that shit, I was like, oh, he's got this. Yeah. Um, I mean, that story is amazing. Yeah. I, I've made this statement before on the podcast. You let Tulsa, you let a large college football playoff happen in Tulsa, which Oral Roberts is located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. So the equivalent of that. In, in and Oral the, Roberts isn't even the equivalent of Tulsa. Oral Roberts yeah. is the equivalent of fucking New Mexico State. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Um, but. If Tulsa was to get in the playoffs and win two games, if you had a, a round of thirty-two, yeah, and then lose, it's going to be remembered throughout throughout college football history. It's going to be remembered forever. Certainly within in that, that school. town, yeah. in in that state, a hundred years from now, they're going to be like, man, that that that, that two thousand twenty-one Oklahoma yeah. oh, oh, Tulsa team, and that's what we're deprived of right now, which is just trash. But anyway, hold on, let me tell you, the college experience is brought to you by. WinBet. Yes, college hoops is back and WinBet is live. 
bringing you the action of real sports betting and online casino play all produced by win Las Vegas. Get in on all your favorite teams, Cinderella stories and tournament upsets. Don't miss out on the madness. Generous promos, uh, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions obviously apply. Get uh, the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Uh, look, and I, I should touch on uh, a win bet that I like. I'm going to take the Bruins plus 14 and a half points, Patty C. All right. Hello. I'm going to take them. And uh, well, I also want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. Looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March Madness? Well, BetQL's algorithm scans thousands of data points across every game to find the best bets easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll doesn't have to head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the app store, or Google play store to download betql bet smarter, not harder. Use the promo code March 30 for 30% off betql for a year. That's betql.com promo code March 30. All right, man. I mean, you, you, you told me pre podcast that you think this is the best year. In this, my life, I'm and the sport has ever seen yeah. Norlander. The past two years, Norlander yeah. just tweeted 29 minutes ago. Haven't tossed this out there yet, but UCLA beating Michigan means this is the most upset-riddled NCAA tournament in history, based on what the NCAA defines as an upset, which is uh, a team five or lines below um, beating it, a team five or lines higher. And I root, dude. I, I hate. I, I like. I know we get the stigma. Of that we are like the underdog. We we no matter what we're rooting for the underdog. Yeah, which is fair. Yeah, but my point is really just uh, like I I want the college football playoffs to expand. I've gotten yeah. that stigma because I find that outrageous. Right. right? I find the four team thing uh, yeah. absolutely outrageous. I don't think. I mean, yes, I like rooting for the underdog. I think it's great when UMBC wins. Right. right? I think it's great when certain teams pull that upset. But I I I also like. Uh, you know, I was a huge fan of the 95 UCLA team. Well, here, Tyus Edney. I'll yeah. put it, I'll put it out there. Colby's happy as a pig in shit right now with the number one and number two team in the country preseason in the semifinals against each other uh, about to play each other. And why is that? Because here's a, here's an undefeated team from a mid major, right? That is being given the respect that they're earning, you know, and yeah. not like Remember the, when not having a committee undefeated. do everything that they can in their power to like, minimize their accomplishments so that they don't, at least we should get the game. I mean, UCF won 25 straight games right. <laughs> right. and they couldn't even get like the top eight. Right. Gonzaga just passed that fucking thing right now. <laughs> I mean, that's just silly to me. I mean, look, and, and, and I don't know. I mean, I know you're comparing two sports. People make that argument all the time, but you shouldn't compare two sports. The difference. Yeah. The, uh, the difference. There's is no hope in football, especially different. when you break down the scheduling. Most people don't break down the scheduling. Well, I go deep into well, the fucking sport. And when it's super obvious too, like BYU fucking uh, yeah. be having a record setting offense through yeah. like, through like seven or eight games into the season. And they're still just like completely like discrediting. And it's like, Nope, they have accomplished nothing. We're putting them at number 17. <laughs> We're putting fucking uh, Indiana who hasn't won a fucking conference championship in a hundred yeah. fucking years. And like barely, I don't know. But I mean, I, that's what I'm saying is that I, I don't think I, I understand the stigma that we've gotten and we've gotten it because of, uh, because I, I get outraged when I see the rankings in, in college football, all of it yeah. stems from college football. I'll tell you the truth. Yeah. And 
And uh, I don't think, yes, I root for the underdog, but I also just, I, 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 I want, I would have a chance. I want fucking cause those teams don't have a chance. People are under the illusion. They do. Yeah. And that's the problem. I agree with you. And look, I, I, it pains me to admit this, but I think you are a little bit ahead of the curve and myself included in terms of recognizing the quality of these teams and, and in terms of recognizing the and I guess when your life is set on, uh, identifying the describe. I'm just giving you shit right now. Oh, my life is settled. <laughs> right. But I'm you, not going to duck. That it's one. because you've seen it. And because there's truth. Now I will say that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm slow to, I'm still kind of halfway in halfway out with you in terms of like the regular season being emphasized or the playoff being emphasized for where the, the big games are being played. I still think that there's value to the regular season, but I, I would, I would argue there's 1% value. And that's because you're seeing Clemson, uh, the, what I just broke down statistically at the beginning of the episode. Well, when, when what there a, are these factors, there's, yeah. but, but that's, that's the past five years, six years of college, college yeah. football. It, it, right? it, that cheapens the value of the regular season. Even if there are those big games, it's been cheapened. And if you know that, and if you see that happening and you understand the implications of how these, uh, these Dude, manipulations are impacting, I get the excited season. every year. But the more I dive into the sport, yeah. obviously, as you're it like, became, oh, at, Clemson has yeah. three weeks to prepare for their only hard game of the fucking uh, season. I'm not going to get excited about this season because I know what Clemson's going to be able to do this year. Well, and as this became my occupation, yeah, then I dove deeper in. Right yeah. before, I would always break down the schedules, but I would never go five years, six years, seven years back. Yeah. So I, I as pulling this up, each year I get, you know, in February I'm writing. Yeah. I, I have a spreadsheet of next year's schedules. Right. Yeah. And I, I try to go, I have a, a setup of the games in order of the way I think they'll be projected yeah. as far as like my interest and in, in the national interest. Yeah. And I, I look at this, I'm doing it for this year and I, I, I don't find motivation. I struggle to find motivation. And this is a guy yeah. that loves this fucking sport dearly. Yeah. And I've loved it since 1990 fucking two or three. Yeah. And now I'm in this spot where I'm like, yeah, I mean, obviously I have a fucking podcast well, about see, it. You, I love the X's and O's. I'll still watch every game. Offended yeah. Based on the regular season, be like, Hey, that seems like an unfair, like advantage for them, but whatever it's maybe that's just how, how the chips fell this year. But yeah, when you dig back and you see like a 10 year trend of the same fucking thing, then you go, okay, this is what we're dealing well, with. Here. It's like, I texted you too. that. Like I'm supposed to get excited. I'm not that ex- like I'm already super excited for next year's college basketball. We we yeah. mentioned the transfer portal. We mentioned, yeah. uh, I mean, obviously that's going to play out and we'll, we'll have it. You covered here on the college experience, but I I'm so intrigued. There's so many stories out there. Those Loyola come back as strong with Porter Moser, you yeah. know, cause people said it was going to go to Indiana. People said yeah. it was going to go to Marquette. Well, guess what? Those jobs are filled. He's probably going to be back in Loyola, and I think probably Crutwig and Williamson will follow because they're not on the NBA radar. Oh my God, that's compelling to me because then right. Drake's bringing back a ton of players. That's going to be the Missouri. That's just the Missouri Valley. You go to ACC. What is Duke going to do? Man, this is kind of compelling because Goldwire's transferring. They have a couple transfers now, and oh, Florida State's bringing in Caleb Mills from Houston. Oh, a number two recruiting class right now. Man, Florida State's going to be dangerous. But I just heard rumblings that Alvarado and Moses Wright at Georgia Tech are coming back. Yeah. I am as excited as, as everybody on like, I don't even know if everybody, but I'm saying as I've ever been in my life, I can't wait for fucking next November 5th. I agree when college with basketball starts. I'm going to say this. This is the first time ever that I'm kind of more curious during this, uh, spring and summer quote, quote, off season of college sports 
that I plan to spend a little more time looking at college basketball than I do college football. That's what I'm saying. And I'm, I have to do both. You right? have college fi- football figured out for the most yeah, part. No, it's already pretty much figured out. I, yeah. I can only assess that six teams really have a shot next year. Right. Yeah. I mean, because that's all that's been ha- having a shot. Theoretically, the past theoretically, yes. If, if a team can do certain things, yeah, obviously every, if they go undefeated, but I think they have to go through a harder gauntlet, lots of teams. Yeah. And even if you go undefeated, there's plenty of examples. Like of Cincinnati is shot. starting number seven this year. They have Notre Dame and Indiana on their schedule, right? I'm not 100% sure that an undefeated season by a team starting number five, number seven is going to result with them in the top four. I'm not at all 100% sure that. I mean, fucking what did uh, UCF finish? Uh, it was like, it was far. They fi- yeah. But you got to figure they probably yeah. finished in the top 10 the year they went undefeated. But it was not like close to the top four. Right. But it they- was like... S- Eight or nine, maybe ten. Right, yeah. but my my point is, this team was in the top ten, and with a, a top ten team preseason going undefeated, you would feel like that would be enough to push them into the playoff, and it wasn't. You know, and and I fear the same thing for Cincinnati this year, even though they're likely starting in the top ten. You know, and and have have the respect uh, as a kind of a, as a fringe elite program right now. An undefeated season, uh, even with Notre Dame and uh, a playoff team from last year in Notre Dame and a, and a team that supposedly spent some of last year in uh, the top 10, Indiana, I'm not sure that's going to be enough to push them into the playoff. It may, it may not, but we it hasn't happened yet for a group of five, and a lot of people will say that it'll never happen until they expand. So that is enough to cause me to lose interest, serious yeah. interest in Cincinnati's season next year. You know, I'm still interested in Cincinnati alone. If but they can run, I mean, any look, other group of five, I'm completely we, disinterested. We still love football, so there's still interest, obviously. Yeah, but I'm saying when I look at it as far as excitement, it's right. it lacks right. the tr- traditional excitement interest, that we would have. Interest in the sense that you you're part of a, a movement to like create fairness and relevance Dude, for these teams. With college but, basketball, I wake up and I like I'm I I I swear I'm not making this up. Like two days ago, I wake up and I'm like man, the season's about to fucking end. This sucks. And then I have to wait all the way until November fucking fifth or sixth. Right. Yeah. And I'm already plotting these things. Like I just rattled off to you. Yeah. You know, Oregon state, you know, that last year they were bringing back only one person on that team. Yeah. So that means next year they're going to have a lot of players back. Presumably. You know, you, I mean, yeah, they're not going to the NBA. I mean, yes, right. you could transfer, which a lot of Assuming players Assuming their are. whole team doesn't yes. transfer out. I yeah. highly doubt that after a fucking elite eight run. Right. But, um, it, I, I could see one or two transferring, but, um, UCLA. I mean, I mean, you could go on and on, but I, in my head, I'm playing these out like, man, this is going to be awesome next year. Right. Yeah. And with college football, really, I'm like, the only thing I can think of really that gets me excited besides actual football. Cause I love football and I watch every fucking game yeah. next season. Even though I talk shit, I'll watch every fucking game that I can. Yeah, of course. Um, is I, I'm like, can Iowa state get past Oklahoma, even though they go, that's one thing that came out. Through the fu- through the studies of five years, yeah, Matt Campbell's the best coach in the country. <laughs> Just in terms of like you winning have to, games that he shouldn't. I mean, you're winning nine or ten games. Like you're you're yeah. going through a fucking like, uh, dude. Nobody would have to go through a gauntlet like. I don't have. I mean, I don't have the information in front of me, but I'm just going to throw this out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. This is not fact. Yeah, but I know there are tough stretches that power great power five schools would not have to go to, of like. At they'll play at Oklahoma the next week, they'll play like home to Texas, yeah, and the following week at Oklahoma State, right? Just that would never happen to a a a, a blue blood, yeah. They yeah. would divide those things up, 
And I'm like, holy shit. Now, of course, he didn't go three and yeah, because Someone has to eat I'm, that shit. I'm actually of the opinion that no one in the country would win those three games. Yeah. If anyone, it would probably be Alabama. Right. But I'm, I'm, I would bet the house Clemson would not go through all three. Right. I would bet my fucking house <laughs> they would not <laughs> go through all three and win, win all three. Right. So I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. The only one I can think of would be Bama, and even that I think would that would be an interesting I bet. Mean, the, the two of the three hard games that fucking Clemson played last year, they lost. They lost to Notre Dame. They beat Notre Dame, and then they lost to Ohio I mean, State. Other years they lost to Syracuse and Pitt. They almost yeah. lost to BC last year. Yeah. Um, and you're telling me three? You just can't afford a, a bad week, and that doesn't happen in college football. You never, you never see a hard, t- uh, a a great college football team, a top ten team. Go through three tough games in a row. Yeah. It's, it's just not part of their schedule. Not part of the. So, but that, uh, when, when I analyze this and I see, I'm like, God damn, Matt Campbell's a great coach. Yeah. Because that's a stack. You have a load, you have a deck loaded against you. Yeah. And you're, you're still, the, you went to the Big 12 Championship. You're last playing year. with fucking uh, 2 7 offsuit to start your hand. And, and you're fucking, in Ames, fucking Iowa. Yeah. You're getting a full. Royal, a fucking, I don't know, straight flush. Something uh, good. Unbelievable, man. But hold on. Let's, let's get back to this. Houston, uh, Houston Baylor game. You're you're leaning Baylor now. I I find this like just a, a compelling matchup because you got Quentin Grimes, Kansas transfer by the way, eighteen point Kansas sure could have used him this year. Uh, eighteen points a game. Their leading scorer Sasser uh, Giroux, who just did a great lockdown job, unbelievable lockdown lockdown job on Ethan Thompson. Um. Uh, going up against essentially, you know, Baylor's guard play, which is Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler. I mean, this is going to be awesome, dude. And, and, and also Michael My- Meyer, they're saying, I always thought it was mayor. Um, you got it, this. These are mirror images to me. Team wise is vital. Uh, can Mark vital considered a guard? He's a forward, but he's a, like an undersized forward. He plays like a forward. Yeah, I think, I think he may technically be a guard. But that dude's he plays like a fucking center. But dude, Justin Gorham uh for 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 Houston is is they're big. They go four guards and Gorham, right? Yeah. I mean, these teams are really similar, man. They're really fucking similar. Yeah. And, and uh Houston notorious for uh defense and crashing the shit out of the boards. They they had a huge rebounding advantage over um the fuck they just uh, take down uh, Oregon state, Oregon state. Yeah. I wanted to say they're but, plus and like Oregon state was the bigger 19. Team. Yeah. Figure that one out. Well, they just crashed the shit out of the boards. Dude, Oregon state had that seven footer and I was just f- so fur- furious watching. I'm like, grab a fucking rebound, dude. You're seven feet fucking tall. Yeah. <laughs> You're letting like a six, two guy get a rebound over you. Um, But dude, how- Baylor's hitting the three at 42%. All right. Now Houston's a good three point team at 36%, but 42% cooking like better than Chris Dudley does from the fucking free throw line back in the day. <laughs> uh, and Shaq probably, um, uh, what, uh, Baylor shooting at 70%. Here's what's crazy is they shoot 42% from three and 69% from the free throw line. That's who is the guy that, uh, did that in the, uh, recently. Is that a trend? That's like, it must be a trend well, no. throughout I mean, college look, basketball. You have Houston that shoots 36% from three, but 74% from the free throw line. Now, Who's Houston, the guy that just stepped up and hit two uh, free throws? The 58% free throw shooter. Yeah. It was uh, Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. I forget the gentleman's name, but uh, dude, I mean, I, I think this game is actually awesome. 
I actually, I mean, look, uh, the UCLA game, Gonzaga is going to be interesting, but there is still potential blow up because Gonzaga is kind of one of these teams that Gonzaga mm-hmm. is one of these teams that just have been passing the ball and blowing out everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, they haven't, they haven't, I've heard they've been winning for like, I think 200 straight minutes or something or 150 straight minutes <laughs> of basketball. Yeah. Just I mean, even two nothing. Yeah. Somebody, at least UCLA score the first basket yeah, they, of the game. They have one game this season that uh, hasn't, um, been won by double figures against Huggy Bear. Against Huggy Bear. Yeah. Um. But I. I mean. I, I think the Houston Baylor game is going to be fucking wild. Actually, I changed my pick. I'm going to take Houston in the points. <sighs> you might be right. I'm going to take Ugh. Houston in the points because I think they're mirror images. I think the matchup does suggest that Houston's <laughs> going to be able to keep up with them, talent wise. I don't even know that there's a gigantic talent discrepancy there, but I guess uh, I've just been. Baylor's been in my focus so much this year that I think Baylor's got more depth. I'm more familiar with. Yeah, you it. know yeah. what? Houston could really Caleb Mills, which was the preseason AAC Player of the Year. He left after four games and transferred to Florida State. Hmm. This could be a game where they actually miss Mills because the depth of ba- Baylor's got players on that bench too, man. Baylor's just got depth. Um, I can't wait to watch this. This game's going to be, I give me Houston in the points though. I'm going to say it right now that my, yes, my opinion could change over the next few days, but at the moment, quick reaction. We just got done watching the UCLA game, Houston and the points. Um, Five and a half is not that many, but I think for most of the tournament, Baylor hasn't been as dominant as we expected them to be. Clearly this game was different, but in five days, I don't know who has the coaching advantage. I mean, Calvin Sampson's been to the final four with Oklahoma back in the day. Those are two damn good coaches. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's going to be great to watch. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm already, I like, I, I need to fast forward to fucking Saturday. I saw that this was only the fifth time in uh college basketball history that two teams from the same state are playing against each other in the final four. Crazy. Yeah. I guess tw- uh, Louisville, Kentucky in 2012. And then prior to that, I want to say it was all the way back. Uh, when Cincinnati and Ohio state played back-to-back 90, national championships. Was it ni- oh, 60s. wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. With Oscar Robinson. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's crazy, man. Um, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by odds crowd. Hopefully you entered the, uh, the odds crowd contest, March madness for your chance to win 8,000 smackaroos. Patty C odds crowd has plenty of free contests, including a $500 weekly contest and $2,000 season long MLB contest. And odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contest. It's a social app built for sports bettors free to download. You can live group chat, other betters, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies. Probably you can probably even have sex on that. You can probably cyber on that fucking thing. All right. Download the app for free or go to sports gambling podcast.com slash odds. That sports gambling podcast.com slash odds. I also want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Pixwise.com. helmed by a team of trend setting dower or Jesus. I can't talk trend setting data devouring sports fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every single prediction on every game, every day in every sport all for free Pixwise presents the capper contest to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff, Nate doing six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner takes all prize. Follow the, all the action for their uh, free picks and analysis every day of the big dance by visiting pixwise.com slash March madness. That's pixwise.com slash March madness. Dude, Baylor's three point shooting. You just mentioned it, but it's really even like, it's more jaw dropping. The team stat is obviously jaw dropping, but when you see each player 
fucking Jared Butler, 40%, over 40%. Macy Oteague, 39.6. Davion Mitchell, 45. Adam Flagler, 42. Um, Matthew Mayer, 40. Uh, Mark Vital, is he, uh, no, where is he? Is he, he hasn't even shot a three pointer all fucking season. He knows his role. <laughs> all right. LJ Cryer, uh, 38%. All these dudes are the, the worst of those guys was 38% from the, that would be an elite three point shooter Dude. on most teams. Dude, watching, watching their game, uh, just what, two days ago, I was, t- I was with stacking the money green and I was like, Good. They haven't missed a fucking shot all game. I'm like, like we're like one minute before the half. I'm yeah. like, I honestly think they've missed twice. Yeah, twice, and they made like a shit ton of threes. And I'm like, they shoot the three better than like the layup line we used to play in high school, dude. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's all fucking compelling, man. I mean, uh, this would be a really fun uh, one versus two because these are the two teams that are clearly like. Just uh, above and have been above all year long. The rest I, of the I'm in a great spot because I mean, whether I'm the happy, upsets win, yeah, you're good. I'm happy regardless, man. Yeah. And like, like I said, I mean, I'm so glad they went to 68. As you've seen now with VCU's run to the Final Four as one of the fast four, one of the last four in. Yep. Syracuse's run to the Elite Eight. Uh, the last four in Tennessee went as a, uh, to the sweet 16 last four in, I think LaSalle went to the sweet 16 last four in. Yep. They've only been doing this for like seven or eight years, guys. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then UCLA going to the final four. I mean, do, do you need any more proof of, uh, of why of the other potential of, in? yeah. Some of these teams, I see some people arguing that, uh, it's a crap shoot, but again, it's not a crapshoot. Yeah. Cause the, you have to win the game. It's an even playing field. Yeah. It's, it's finally an even playing field. This is what we should strive for. The regular season is, is there to, to shrink the field. I right? bring this up all the time in college. It, football. It's not to, it's not to decide the championship. And in, in almost no sport is the regular season there to decide the championship by and large, the regular season there is to shrink the field, to have a manageable tournament. And then the tournament is there to decide the champion. I, I bring this up all the time, man, with, with the, the year of Colorado. And I think Oh two, I thought they were the hottest team in football at the end of the year. There was no playoff back then, but they wouldn't have got in the top four. And I think they could have beat anybody had, had there been, yeah, you know, an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Penn state, 2017. Was it 17? Actually, I think it might've been 16. What year was it when they played? How long has Darnold been in the fucking NFL now? Mm, a few years. I think it was Penn state in 16 where they lost early. To Pitt and Michigan, right? Then they went on to win, what's it, two, four, six, eight. They won nine games in a row. Yeah, including USC and the Rose Bowl. To end the season, yeah. Yeah. Ten games, actually, I think, because I think this is all regular season that I'm seeing here. Um, You can't convince me that if you had a larger playoff that they could have won that fucking thing. They could not have. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that they could not have. Yeah. I mean, uh, who won it in 16? Clemson? I think Clemson won it that year. That's why I'm saying. I mean, I, I, if you expand this thing, yeah, you're, you're it's gonna really have, stupid. If you're if you're gonna have one team playing a harder schedule than the other, and that one game being the difference between them, well, being there's a just so much sub- subjectivity. Yeah, with with the with the scheduling that y- it's impossible to know. You know what what you know. Yeah, who really who, who really deserves to be there at the end? Unless you, yeah, like let, I let think me, I think me and you probably agree that that Alabama would would have been there. 
in most years, right? Yeah, Alabama. But that's the only one I'll give it. The that's dominant. That's the only team. team that I would say I don't believe Clemson. If you had a larger certain years, Clemson would have like I don't know more likely to because the the whole season they never won two tough games back to back. Yeah, that's true. I mean, or you could say that for Bama too. Well, but at the same time, Bama just I I just Clemson's always had like Very Alabama iffy. would never lose that game to Syracuse. Yeah. Clemson's always like been a, a little bit reliant on their athleticism. Whereas Alabama both has athletes and can dominate you. The, uh, Alabama could run the ball down your throat all game and win, or they could throw the ball on you all game and win. It didn't used to be like that. Alabama used to have a little more trouble throwing the ball. Now Alabama can do both. Now granted Alabama's defense has slipped a little bit, but this year it was back on par and Alabama completely fucking dominated. When you have obviously all three phases of the game like that, completely dominant, you're going to win. But Clemson typically would have pretty good defense, though uh, somewhat uh, light in the pants, often susceptible. They're like what Bud Foster had at Virginia Tech, yeah. you know, a- athletic and and playmaking and exciting. But you face a certain thing, you you have a kryptonite, you know. And, and I just know that that we would have a different outcome if we if it was larger. I, I mean, there's no way we're ever going to prove this. So yeah. f- perhaps this is just a dumb conversation. But I'm just saying, like, I, you tell there's certain teams that you look and you're like, this team was on fire. Yeah. Fire at the end of the year. You're telling me they wouldn't have fucked up these teams that made the playoffs, the, yeah. the quote unquote playoffs, right? The invitation, which I, again, I would be fine, more fine with, and, and to an extent, completely fine with if the regular season was a, a fair, you know, kind of, you know, part of the tournament, like people suggest that it is. But since we've proven on so many different levels that it's not a fair playing field in the regular season, it can't be, consider it a playoff, then you have to have it in the playoff to settle it on the field. I agree, pal. Okay. Let's talk more of this. Let's talk about the big 10 college basketball. Where are they the best? I mean, look now we have so zero teams in the final four. I mean, they had like fucking half the teams in the tournament. Mm. Think about that. Think about that. Who's it? Hold on. The big 10. Yeah. Had like, I mean, Michigan didn't make the final four massive bed shitting. What's your take on Jawan Howard? I think he's got a really bright future. I don't know how much of that is luck, but you and, know. and livers was injured. I mean, I, I, but, but I saw Michigan fans saying, well, you know, he was out. Well, fucking UCLA has their, their issues too. Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend yeah. like uh, Michigan sure. was the nationally covered team all year. So everyone knows, Oh, UCLA was missing two big pieces of that team that they had majority of the season. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Or UCLA, at least half the season. Yeah. Cronin did an excellent job. I'd say to me, it's too early to really know what Juwan Howard's coaching chops are. I like him. I, I, I love. Like I've yeah. always liked Juwan Howard. I've I, even when like I was torn about the Fab Five being kind of like gangster. You know, in your heart, you still loved the Fab Five when they were playing. I, dude, I think I. I, I, I Jalen Rose is my guy. You man. had to be rooting for the Fab Five. It was fun, but they definitely like played that. I mean, anytime a, a team plays like the ass, like. The New York Knicks are the exception, and the New York Knicks were the only goons. Or some of the the Pistons were when they beat the Lakers. They were goons that were the good guys. Now you could argue the Pacers had the Davis brothers. They they were they were their Certain own little teams thing. had yeah. their like yeah. yeah goons can exist on the good guys, and 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 that can be the identity of the good guys. Uh, I'm not saying that. In fact, I I don't think the Fab Five was goons, but they absolutely. Absolutely played the like the bad See, guy but, role. No, but I actually think that was more of the media and portraying them as that because I they remember played it up. They liked it. They enjoyed it. You know. Okay, but I still thought like I mean I remember UNLV was the original Fab Five. Yeah, and I remember like 
I thought looking back at it now, it was like, like they were racist. As fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Oh, well, they, they, I feel like they hate, like the media hated them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, what are these people done to you? They're yeah. fucking kids, man. Shut the well, fuck especially up. Especially like back yeah. in the nineties, they were like jerking off Duke and shit. Yeah. You know, but, but I mean, those Duke teams were really good too, but, but they, it, it, that was just to me, when I look back, it's like the whole, I mean, we could go on and on about this. Like, I, yeah. like the whole Randall Cunningham shit or, or Doug Williams, you know, sure. like, Sure. I can remember points in my childhood where I was like, I, I can remember hearing. Why are these people? <laughs> I, I can remember hearing people say a black quarterback couldn't win a Super Bowl after Doug Williams already had won a fucking Super Bowl. All right. And I, and you know, you, when you're a you're kid, like, Wait, what? when you're a kid, you're just blind to that shit. I mean, yeah. obviously I, I grew up in, in DC, so I, I knew Doug Williams won. So, but in my head, I just remember being like, what do you mean? Like you have fucking 10 fingers, right? Can't anybody win a fucking right. Super Bowl? You I know? watch Randall Cunning play, fucking, Cunningham play every week. They're fucking, really close to yeah. winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I just know that it was just back then. It was just, it was, it, it was what it was. It was a little yeah. more yeah, conservative back then. Look, I love um, the game back then, the football yeah. game. Yeah. But at the same time, our media was definitely fucking racist. Agreed. Right? <laughs> Agreed. That said, I have yeah. always loved Jawan Howard. Um, he went to the bullets. I loved him there. I just thought he was a cool dude. Um, but does that mean I know that he has coaching chops so far? I, I don't. thought he did a good coaching job tonight. I thought he did great. Put yeah. his team in position dude, to win the their game. Their defense yeah. early in that yeah. game was fucking ferocious. And maybe that's the identity that he'll have. I think Juwan Howard will eventually get the type of player that's going to like, you're going to look at and be like, all right, that's a transcendent, you know, NBA type, you know, a guard with true athleticism, which is yeah. not what they have right now. Well, you got to wonder. I don't know how old Izzo is at the moment, but you got to wonder if everyone's going to be. Is it's it's going to be hard for Michigan State to be better than Michigan for like the next decade if if Howard stays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Izzo's just going to have to fucking go. He's going to have to do some. I mean, Rocket Watts, by the way, transferring from Michigan State. They're 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 one of their best players. Um, uh, Big Ten though, zero teams in the Final Four. Patty C, are you shocked by this? A little bit based on the hype that you uh, provided them throughout. Well, the Well, trust season. me, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I think some years you could probably do this with the SEC if well, there was a large playoff. Yeah. You know, you go back to and, and once again, we're deprived of this. But just because I, I remember, like when remember when Meyer and Saban were both the kind of there. I know it was brief that they in were Florida both and, there, uh, Alabama, both in the SEC. Yeah. And Miles had LSU going at it, like yeah you knew that like every single week you're seeing like heavyweight fights. Yeah. But once again, we don't have a large playoff, right? right. To like, the, cause it. they easily could have got upset, especially well, sometimes you'd see it. You'd see like, you know, ACC versus SEC week. And, and, the, and then boom, the ACC wins like yeah. four out of those six. And you're like, Oh wait, are, is the SEC? Yeah. The but well, yeah. that's my thing though. But you're still seeing these matchups where it's like, you know, you at least know they're good teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not final four. Good. But like the Big Ten, every team was pretty much good, good enough that it was like worth watching because it was a very yeah. competitive conference this and year. The Big Ten, I think, just it just wasn't enough. I don't, I don't. It doesn't make me think less of the Big Ten, to be honest. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, we're gonna talk more coaching news in the Big Ten and across the college basketball landscape. But first. I want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by better than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, baby. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running, always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a 
ton of free picks and handicaps to check out handicappers to check out. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our profile. So you don't miss any of our picks sports slash BTV. That's sports slash BTV. We are also sponsored by better edge. The fine people over at better edge, better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports betters, there is no house. It's legal in more than 40 States and uh, yeah, 40 States. It's pretty impressive. Post the plays you like and uh, have someone at better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread contests You can do as well. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's better edge. B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. Oh, I tell you, buddy, here we are at the end of this, man. I don't want it to end. I don't want it to fucking end, I but I, I want to talk about, but I do want to see the championship. I, I, I can't wait for the fucking final four. Can't wait for the champion. I haven't been this excited since like fucking 1990, bro. Last year. I think I would have been, I, I'm going to, it's irrelevant, but Dayton would have been in the final four last year. Yeah. Dayton would have been in the fucking a 10 getting uh fucked hard. I mean, imagine being a Dayton fan. Yeah. Like, damn it, we get the national player of the year. That changes everything. You're probably going to recruit. Yeah. Imagine they won the national championship. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. that changes every uh, fucking course, thing. It changes the complete. <laughs> but imagine being like a floor and have, ceiling of your program. I I went to a Dayton basketball game last year. Yeah. Imagine that you're. I mean, they have a passionate fan base. Yeah. It's one of the better college basketball atmospheres I can recommend uh, that I've ever been to. Yeah. Imagine that you've been a fan sixty years. Yeah, and your one year that you might actually yeah, win the got fucking the NCAA championship, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a fucking virus, some bat soup or whatever the fuck you think. I mean, I, I know that's even who knows Debatable. what happened. Um, but man, that's a tough. That's a tough draw, man. That's a tough. We I, love we love you, Flyers. Yeah, I, we got to get to Dayton, and I feel like we just need to give. I mean, once we get really, really big time. Just give away all of our shit to Dayton Flyer fans. Yeah, they deserve. They it. deserve something. <laughs> all right, either that or we find a prostitute that just has no problem going, just going to door house to, to house. door like the Avon lady. Just, just boom. Yes. Right, do you live in Dayton? Yeah, I got a dollar deal for you. Something like that. But dude, I, I mean, I got to tell you, uh, Indiana hired Mike Woodson, former Houston Rocket. I remember as a Rockets guard. Yeah, uh, in the eighties. Uh, I don't remember him as okay. a player. <laughs> 79 to I think 90. He played in the NBA. If okay. memory serves me. Correct. I mean, yeah. 79 to 90. I think remember I, him having a cartoon uh, goatee. Well, the, he, well, he was the coach of the Knicks for a while and I don't think he was very good, but the NBA in the NBA, I would also make this. Dude, I, I didn't think so either, but I went back and looked at his record. Solid. Decent respect. We built them. Well, he some- was the assistant with doc rivers in, in LA. For the Clippers, when we had a remember, I was getting yeah. all those Clipper tickets. Um, I mean, I don't know because to me, the NBA it's almost like the, what the NFL has kind of turned into. When we had Leach on, he was talking about Cliff Kingsbury went to the Cardinals, yeah, and he basically hinted that he likes Cliff and he wishes him the best. But uh, you know, from what he's understood, that he's basically an offensive coordinator that's a head coach, he does not hire the special teams or defensive coordinator. So, are you really the head coach, right? Well, in the NBA, when I like Frank Vogel, I, I mean, here in LA, LeBron, Frank Vogel went to take out LeBron. And he's like, no, nah, I'm staying in the game. Yeah. LeBron had gotten in some foul trouble and you become less and less. Are you relevant. even a fucking head coach? Yeah. I mean, I think Popovich and, and maybe Kerr because they have that clout. Yeah. Maybe Doc Rivers, maybe. Yeah. But I think like half 
to to twenty to probably like sixty percent. Yeah. Of the of the there's kind of like a yes man. Did you see the uh did you see the uh tweet Norlander uh no put out about Calvin Sampson? No. He was saying that uh while he was I think it was at Houston, the Rockets. Um No, he's at Houston now. He was on the Spurs. I think he was with, with oh with the NBA for a little bit. Yeah, for the Yeah, he was well on some NBA t- I think he was on the Rockets and okay. he, uh the uh the guy was like telling him to I guess get out on the screen or whatever. Yeah. And uh the guy was like, no, my, 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 uh, bonuses are based on blocks and fucking whatever rebounds. So I'm not jumping out on that screen. And Kelvin Sampson was like, all right, I'm done with the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the reality of it, man. And that's why the product is shit. The guaranteed contracts. I mean, dude, you know, my opinion on the NBA, like I would, I would watch a lot of other sports. I would watch the fucking Australian IndyCar fucking event before the, before the NBA. Yeah. So, uh, and that, I mean, look, they're great athletes. I'll fucking say it all day. LeBron James, I, probably the best fucking athlete I've ever seen. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, uh, but I just can't get on board anymore, especially after the Donahue podcast. When I all, I had suspected it for like 30 fucking years. I felt like I just wasted. So I feel like I was deprived of all those emotions that I felt. Right. It's all empty now. Yeah. I, mean, I got nothing. I got nothing there. It's like all the love you felt with a girl and the whole time she was just yeah out, out slobbing. Town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Mike Woodson, though, hired at Indiana. Yeah. Played under Bobby Knight back in the 70s. So I love that connection. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And, Agreed. And a lot uh, of people giving that higher shit. Well, I can tell you why I think it might work. By yeah. the way, let's let, let's give the people so, some Bob Knight. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing. You're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. There's no place that better services him talking about my golf, appetite right? than Pizza Hut. Even after a bad <laughs> round, if I have a chance to smell the pizza, I'm hooked. It's just like I've made three birdies in a row. I'm into the parking lot at the Pizza Hut. He's a natural. My appetite is satisfied pretty quickly when I'm there. Pizza Hut uh, is the appetite what Jack Nicholas is the golf. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded uh, distorted. Hopefully the audience isn't hearing it that distorted because I did not do that. Damn it. He uh, is a fucking salesman. Oh, at he's heart. the best man. But, but what's in the hire? I think it's an interesting hire. And uh, the reason why I think it's interesting is they went out and got Thad Mata. Thad Mata, I think is a uh, former Ohio state coach. Took great the, hire. Yeah. And this guy should have never got fired at Ohio state, by the way. Yeah. And he was great at Xavier before that. He took them to Butler. the finals with uh, Odin, right? Yeah. Mata? Yeah. yeah. Butler graduate. So he's, uh, so went, uh, went familiar with the area. Yeah. Uh, this it's almost like the Martelli hire for Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they, now they didn't hire him as coach. They hired him as assistant athletic director, but he's going to sit there and break down everything to it. To Mike Woodson, a guy like Woodson has years of years of experience. And, and he put played Mata in the on. NBA for 11 fucking years. I don't give a shit if it was 80, 79 to 90. This is a guy that's been coaching in the NBA. So he's going to bring in something. The players want all want to play in the NBA. And they brought in Mata as the AD. You yeah, said? Assistant oh, AD, assistant AD to break it in. It's money. Yeah. It, they're going to win. That's why I think it was going to, it's going to work out, man. Yeah. Um, we saw Shaka smart who I thought, you know, it's funny when Shaka smart took the Texas job, w- w- the Marquette job was open. Marquette was going for Wojo. Yeah. 
everyone had hypothesized that Smart was going to take the Marquette job because he's from Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, he ended up taking the Texas job. Well, now this, understandably so. Yeah, a bunch of zeros in his bank account. Yeah. Uh, now Wojo's gone. Shaka Smart, seven years at Texas, no wins in the tournament. He said, "Fuck this." Writing's Got on the out wall. Before that's right. And I actually think Shaka Smart's a good coach, man. He is a good. I think. Coach. I mean, th- although some of VCU's success, obviously uh, this year, kind of fucked them over. Yeah. But uh, suggested they may be. Pr- yeah. Coach, what? Coach proof. They're coach like Boise. Proof is not. I feel like that's the right, I right term, but it's like I guess coach proof is like bad coach proof, you know, because they're gonna win no matter what. But I guess coach proof is good enough as a term. They are t- coach proof. But I still think he can do. No, I mean, he's going back to his home state, and I think he's gonna have a chance to really. And the pressure won't be there as much. I know Texas. Yeah, football is most of the pressure, but Texas. I just think Texas alumni have their hand. A lot of people got the hand of the pie. Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of people giving you a hard time. I thought he did great. He won the big 12 this year, big 12 championship regular season. Uh, yeah. The, the tournament oh, tournament. Yeah. And I thought, okay, they should have beat Abilene Christian. If they were three seconds away from beating him. Yeah. A, a foul got called and a dude, 59% nailed fucking two free throws. He's a good coach, but I think he's going to be, I mean, he's better than Wojo. It's a step up from Wojo. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you cannot convince me that that's uh they seem uh, to bring similar energy. Um, again, I think Shaka's uh, past suggests that he's, you know, proven more mm-hmm. at this point. I, I don't know that. I think Wojo is just like, you would assume he would be a good coach, but if he's not getting it done at Marquette, then, you know, maybe he's not. But um, but he's he has the ultimate gym rat fucking you know uh, image. So you would assume that that's typically the type of dude that turns into a good coach. But it has it hasn't happened so far for Wojo. But Shaka, you know, he did his thing at VCU. Texas has been a disappointment. But who isn't Texas a disappointment? That's what I'm saying. For, that's you know? a, it's been it's been tough for. And I, I'm I'm eager to see who they hire. I'm eager to see. By the way, obviously University of Oklahoma legend Lon Kruger retires one a great basketball coach. Yep. Now that one, it, it, you know that we got to see how the, how things fall with that. Eduardo Nahara, former sooner player, current G league or coach, but former Dallas man, handsome as a devil, uh, of Mexican descent. If that's a fucking, I think you game. got it. <laughs> um, but he has connections to Carlos Slim. I was reading that he was very interested in the, the Oklahoma job, by the way, I, I got to play you some Oklahoma music. All right. I think so. <laughs> Wait, you might have disconnected when I. Uh, oh, uh, your Oklahoma track is out. I don't know what's happening over here, man. <laughs> but uh, the Sooners, what do you think about the Sooners' chances? Uh well, I'll tell you what. Maybe they they uh, saw Oklahoma State gaining ground with uh, who's their fucking super booster? Uh, oh, with the uh, Boone Boone Pickens. T Boone Pickens, right? Yeah. They say we need a, a T Boone Pickens of our own. If they hire Nahara, they get Carlos Slim, who's one of the richest people in the world. As in uh, 2013, Forbes said he was the richest. I mean, it's been a tough eight years for him. All right, <laughs> I wouldn't say that. This is my Oak, but I, the Nahara hire is compelling because I thought maybe they would try to get Samson back. Yeah, from Houston. Yeah, and would he want to come back? I don't well, know how Kellen, they. Well, Kellen Sampson, his son is. The coach in waiting at Houston, right? Yeah. Seeing his name tossed around for some other jobs. Interesting. But hold on. This is my Oklahoma music. 
knock you the fuck out. Well, so will whoever they hire. Hopefully it's uh, Eduardo Nahara. Amen. His, his connections to uh, Carlos slim uh, made for some interesting side storylines at the very least. But that's, I mean, dude, that's what I mean. The big, the, the big 12 next year, K state's going to have a, uh, you heard it here. Now watch out for Kansas state next year. They were a doormat this year, but as the season prolonged, they got better. Even at the end of the year, they were given teams that tough and, and, and they K-State. bring it Loving their wild card role. Land, look, they're bringing in a great class. They're bringing in a great class this year and last year. Mm-hmm. Mix that. They just landed a couple big grad transfers. Watch out for the Wildcats in basketball next year. Watch out. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Uh, look, we got Final Four coming. We made our picks. We're going to highlight on this later in the week, but watch out for the Nevada Wolfpack. Steve Alford. Yeah, he got pushed away from UCLA. And I look, I wasn't an Alford guy. That. Nevada team started to come on second half of the season. Grant Sherfield at the point spot. Dangerous, man. Dangerous. Watch out for them. Yeah. Watch out for guess who won the NIT? Oh, Memphis. And by the way, Memphis, if they had not got hit with COVID at the end of the year, Memphis was giving Houston fits. I mean, Houston needed a buzzer beater at half court. Penny, baby. Dude, they, 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 they actually. If if we didn't have COVID, they would have been in the tournament this year, and they would have been a fucking nightmare matchup because they're athletic and they're deep. Well, let me ask you this: Now you got Juwan Howard taking Michigan to the Elite Eight. You got Patrick Ewing winning the Big East. You got uh, Penny Hardaway winning the NIT. You got uh, Mike Woodson um, Indiana at Indiana. Mullen didn't work out in St. John's though. It, he didn't. But is the tide a turning? It's easy to see a tide turn. Is the tide turning toward going with the alma mater? And I think the 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 Phil Martelli Juwan Howard thing kind of a good blueprint. Thad Mata. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your get you a fucking tried and true. You someone know. that knows the college landscape, mix yeah. it with someone like Penny Hardaway's with a the legend recruiting in Memphis. ace. Yeah, yeah. legend, legend yeah. in basketball in general, but especially yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. So. I'm eager to see them next year. That watch out, man. They're going to be really good next year. They were really young this year. Memphis. Yeah. Well, watch out for the Tigers. They've next been, year. uh, they've been ready for a few years. Obviously what with Wiseman getting, uh, COVID hurt them this year really bad. Yeah. They've been fucked for a couple of years in a row now. Some it was partially because of their own doing, but either way, they are a ticking time bomb ready to blow. Watch out for the Boilermakers next year. Watch out. I mean, there's, uh, I got like 10 teams on the radar. I'm excited for Patty C. Um, Arkansas being one of them, Arkansas. Yes. They had a great season, but they, they're They were pretty damn young. This Musselman year. sticking around yeah. potentially. We'll see. Maybe Texas snatches him up. I mean, uh, like I said, Porter Moser at, uh, Loyola Drake, those teams. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on and on. George Mason hired someone, by the way, I was going to ask Kim, you, uh, oh man, he played at Missouri, Kim English, I believe. Yeah. I don't know about it. He was a Rick Barnes assistant. Hmm. Not a good start. Hmm. I was going to ask you, um, speaking of George Mason and Cincinnati with Mick Cronin, George Mason, obviously Larinaga, who has been one of the worst? I mean, Indiana, I don't know if you can consider that a bad fire just because there was a little violation by Kelvin Sampson. Um, oh, it's happened everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But relatively small in, uh, by modern standards, but, um, who are some of the worst hires that teams are probably kicking themselves over? 
Uh, and do we anticipate at any... the moment, like over the past couple of years? Yeah. And do you see any during this well, current coaching carousel cycle that teams are going to regret? Well, Phil, Phil Martelli got fired from St. Joe's. Yeah. And I'm struggling to think of the gentleman's name that they hired back. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. Um, now I will say St. Joe's though, did come on towards the, the end of the season. Um, so perhaps, uh, perhaps that, you know, he's got something going after, after, you know, had to a uh, year and a half of yeah, uh, build Billy his... Lang, by the way, Billy Lang. Okay. Um, I thought that was a bad hire. I thought, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm looking for more bad fires though. Wait, that, Oh, that they fired this year. Bad firings from this year. That... Uh, I mean, I still think, I mean, Archie Miller's had success. I think he should have been fired, but uh, hold on. Who else got fired? Who else has even been candid? Miller got fired. Uh, I mean, George Mason fired. You're, you're in favor of the Wojo firing. Definitely, definitely. They're, that's a talented team that 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 Shaka walks into too. D, DJ Carton, uh, McEwen, who I think is, is transferring, but yeah. th- they have some other freshmen that are that, and sophomores that are talented. Kruger on Kruger retired, so that's not. Hold a... on. Who else got fired? Sh- uh, Shaka left. Oh, Patino at, at Minnesota. I think you can make the case though. He should have been. I mean. I I might have gave him one more year. I think yeah. I would have gave him one more year, but they 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 kept they they kept repeating their seasons. It was kind of like an Indiana junior. He landed at New Mexico. I think New Mexico is going to be a lot better next year. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Mashburn Jr. ends up at New Mexico. Big recruit for Minnesota. He put himself in the transfer portal. Yeah. Um. Who Speaking else? Speaking in that uh, portion of the country, uh, Scott or uh, Bryce Drew. Do you think Tennessee? Uh, Regrets or Vanderbilt rather regrets. Uh, Definitely, that was a bullshit firing. That was a bad fire. You think? I, I mean, I look, and that's not a knock against Jerry Stackhouse, but I just thought, you know, he. I think they fired him in three years of memory serves me correct. That his leading, his, I want to say his top leading scorers, top two, yeah. uh, got out for the year early on. It's yeah, like yeah. okay, give him another fucking year. But Vanderbilt, by the way, investing three hundred million dollars in their athletic program. They say they don't want to be a doormat of the SEC anymore, Patty C. Oh. We'll see if money can solve their let's, problem. Let's hey, let's go Commodores. Um, that was kind of his deal. Uh, whatever Vanderbilt, I don't know what his first name was, but he was a big rich guy. You know, throw throw money at the problem, see if you could fix it. Mm. Very Vanderbilt of them. What if Oklahoma goes Beeline? I think Beeline's so, a good coach. Someone's got to bite on Beeline, right? Uh, yeah, you would figure. Why not? And how does Moser still not? I mean, yeah. Especially when we looked at the con, unless we weren't seeing, unless I missed his like. Well, he grew up number. like twenty minutes away. Yeah, but so still, maybe that's money a, is. When, hey. it's eight, when your salary gets quadrupled, quintupled, you go for it. Maybe, maybe he's happy where he is, man. Maybe he's got kids so, in high man. school. Who knows? If Who someone, knows? If anyone out there wants to quadruple my salary real quick, mm. I'm I'm hired. I'm signing the dotted mm. line today. I could be. Sucking shit with a straw all day. If you're gonna pay me four times what I'm making right now, I'm signing the dotted line. Oh wow, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, he felt like he felt like shit afterwards. (laughs) I Um, would feel like shit if I was sucking shit through a straw all day. Exactly. Before we get out of here, I want to say, why can't we get some basketball announcers like this? I'll tell you Don't what. Don't you miss 
the, <laughs> <laughs> they don't smoke 3,000 right. fucking yeah. packs of there cigarettes There aren't any a day. pack a day five-year-olds yeah. in the United States. Good anymore. God. I listened. I was watching some classic sports the other day, and that was the announcement. I'm like, this guy's a national fucking treasure. But the problem is, is no one talks like this anymore. Right. You can't find that guy. That guy definitely smoked a pipe. There were a bunch of those dudes back in the day. Larry Munson, or no, Larry Munson was different. He, he had his own thing, but uh, Bob Eufer at Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Blah, the blah, the blah, Anthony blah. Carter call against, yeah. <laughs> against Indiana. Guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, you're probably wondering hey, what the fuck are we talking about? We cover college football and college basketball year round. By the way, college football, uh, Terry Wilson, Kentucky quarterback transfer to New Mexico. That's our guy, Eddie Gonzalez, but AKA Rocky long back at New Mexico. Watch out for the Lobos. They play Boom. week zero. They play week zero against, I believe UTEP. I will have a breakdown going on for you. Boom. Well, subscribe to the college experience. We cover it all. College football, college basketball, FCS episode coming up next. FCS enters week eight. I believe this Saturday got some great games lined up. JMU Richmond. Bring on fucking Spidey. Fuck Spidey. And because North Dakota State gets another fucking COVID pause with the South Dakota State game, which would have been a great weekend of college mm, football between mm. that and Jamie Richmond, instead we get the fucking spotlight all to ourselves. We better take down Spidey. Exactly. You were the Bosworth of that JMU team you were on, right? Uh, something like that. Did you have a, a, a mohawk when you were eating that burrito? <laughs> You know what I did? I was the prime time of that team. I I I, I decked that. out my pr- practice uniform. I was swaggy. So, so I had a purple neckband that I wore to practice. They're like, you haven't earned that yet. I was like, I don't care. I'm swagging, motherfuckers. So you're saying like you were you were like this is pretty much you when you stepped on the campus in Harrisonburg. The best looking man, the best <laughs> dressed man, long limousines, jet airplanes, custom made clothes, more or less. And any woman in the world I want. <laughs> I thought so, like but uh, definitely no? struck out a bunch of times at JMU. But thank God for keg keg stands and fucking uh, <laughs> keg stands got me laid. Hello. Uh, all right, guys. If you're a first time listener, make sure you subscribe. We we handicap college football, college basketball. Every single we pick every single game, guys. Me, Patty C, NC, Nick, th- all three of us. We've been over 500 each and every season for four fucking years. Woo. All right. Also, way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that for free on the college or on sportsgalingpodcast.com via the college experience. But yes, on a spreadsheet, you can see all of our fucking picks. We're over 500 each and every year. It's a free source of income to follow our locks. Boom. It's proven. One year, you could say these idiots got lucky. Now, four years in, fuck you. <laughs> this is fact. All right. Uh, so make sure you subscribe, but look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. Everything's free. The only thing I'm going to try to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review. Say some nice things about us, please. All right. Can't emphasize that enough. Sponsors tell us it's such a big deal. If you do take a screenshot of your review, tag me at the Colby D and, uh, you'll get, uh, uh, I'll send you a brand new t-shirt. All right. Brand new t-shirt. And our studies have shown 79% of the people that get that brand new t-shirt get ass within the first week. So you wear <laughs> that t-shirt out. You get rid of that grungy ass thing with fucking hot dog stains from the last fucking St. Louis Cardinals game. You went to when they had Ozzy fucking Smith. All right. You're going to, you're going to wear a brand new shirt, put that thing on. You're going to go up the street, <laughs> probably have a pep in your step. Cause you listen to my, uh, my Baylor to the, to, to win the, the, the national championship play. 
right? So you're gonna have a little coin in your pocket. You're gonna have a little confidence and aura about you. You're gonna go. You fucking. You're not even gonna need to rent a car or anything. You're just gonna take a fucking scooter up to the local fucking bar, right? And you're gonna be scooting your ass off. It's just gonna be. You're gonna scoot with that confidence and an aura about you, <laughs> and you're gonna get to the bar. And some chick's gonna say, "Hey, nice scoot," right? They do that. And she's probably just going to take you to the back of that dive bar and give you the greatest, greatest time of your life. And then you're going to be, you're basically going to be saying like this. You're going to be, you're going to be feeling like the this. best looking man, the best dressed man, long limousines, certainly the best dressed jet man. airplanes, custom made clothes and any woman in the world I want. Look and any woman at Sam's fucking Hofbrow. All right. <laughs> all because yeah. you're, you're rocking a college experience t-shirt. <laughs> Because you wrote that five, maybe not review. the long limousines. Right? <laughs> we'll work up to yeah. that. But maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe you'll get easily a fucking... the best dress though. <laughs> maybe long John Silvers instead of long limousines. Right there, you go. long John Silvers, <laughs> <laughs> fish and uh, chips. That's right. And <laughs> and and guess what, sweetheart? Any soft drink you want. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. This is the college experience. Elite Eight recap. You better start thinking about yours.